Hi guys, it's Ruben here and welcome to another episode of Business Uncut. Today we have uh, one of our cl uh, client managers at New Wave. Uh, his name's Callum Ferrugia and he, he deals with um, a lot of small to medium businesses in our firm and helps them to not only minimize their tax, look at strategies, but also a lot of business advisory. I wanted to get Callum in today uh, to discuss uh, something that we think is super important for all sm small businesses and that's building uh, better business habits. So Callum, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you for having me, Robert. Um, let's just start off a little bit, and, and we do this uh, with, with any of our guests, is just a little um, understanding of what you do, a little bit about yourself, what you, what you like to do in your spare time, and just give the audience a um, you know a bit of a personality overview. Yeah, too easy. So been with New Wave for, what is it, close to five years now. Started off when it was a pretty small team. I think it was just yourself and now um, old business partner interned for six months and then yeah once I finished uni came on here full-time and pretty much kicked it off so started off with the tax and the kind of compliance based stuff and now uh, working more so with the advisory and the high-end strategy with my clients awesome and then how about personally what do you like to do in spare time um, bit of everything just obviously 25 year old at the moment so so just enjoy catching up with mates spending time with my partner and so forth but also don't mind going out to the golf course, having a bit of a hit, um, and yeah, do a bit of mountain bike riding in my spare time as well. Yeah, awesome. And that's one thing I want to touch base on is Callum did mention he is 25, and a lot of people might might say, well, geez, that's pretty young for a client manager. And yes, it is, but um, over the years, I, I truly believe in um, you know, not, not believing in a hierarchy where you have to wait years to get where you want to be. Um, Callum's shown that in the five years he's able to be there with the top accountants out there and, and really show what, he's, what he can do. So um, currently runs the biggest team and the biggest uh, client set that we have at the moment. So um, definitely a lot of wisdom from uh, wisdom in those eyes even though he's still <laughs> a young truly a young guy. But um, let's get started. So building uh, better business habits. So um, why is this so important um, and, and what, why do you think that businesses today need to focus more on this rather than just 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 running a business willy-nilly? Yeah, I think it's like anything really. I think good habits and good routines set you up for success down the line. Um, what I generally tend to see is the, cl the clients that are in maybe not in the best situation financially or are a little bit stressed out with um, their, I guess, maybe where they own, who they owe money to or they're just their financial situation in general, it's because they don't have those good habits and good routines um, in their kind of daily life um, that really then makes them feel like they're always catching up. And that's probably the most common feedback I get is a client will come in, a new client will come in and they go, Callum, like I'm just so stressed out, I owe money to the ATO, um, I don't know where I stand with my, my, my um, customers, my suppliers and I just don't have that clarity in my figures and how can I get there? And it's setting up those good routines, those good habits that will allow them to feel on top of all of their kind of, I guess, financial um, situation and then provide them um, that, that comfort uh, with their, I guess, their accounting. Yeah, and it's just like anything in life, I guess. Like, it's the bad habits that get you into that rut. It's the bad habits that, let's say, if we bring this back on a fitness level, it's the bad habits that um, you know get you unfit, you're unable to run. But it's the good habits that allow you to grow and scale. It's very similar for a business, where that, where if you focus on the good habits, habits um, have great repetition and um, be disciplined 
in doing yeah. over and over again, you'll find that um, your business will be financially fit. You will be financially fit, similar to, to, to your own fitness. So let's go through a few stories because everyone loves hearing a few stories about <laughs> you know how what we, what you've seen in the past five years with clients and how how you've seen businesses with bad habits and what bad habits do they have? Let's start off with that. Yeah, I think. Um one of the most common bad habits is leaving the hard stuff later. So let's put it in perspective with the tradie. On the tools all day, they like to get the job site early, 6 a.m., they're on the, on the tools essentially, or getting there pretty early. They go, okay, yep, I'm gonna do my hard day's work and then I'm gonna do my invoicing tonight. That's a perfect world situation. And as we all know, those perfect world situations don't generally occur. You go to the job site, 6 a.m., got maybe staff calling in sick, whatever it may be, causing that day to be stressful. And then the night comes, you go, oh, instead of doing my invoicing tonight, I'm gonna to do it tomorrow night or the weekend. And it then creates that snowball effect of leaving all that hard stuff later as opposed to trying to tackle them earlier. And when I say hard stuff, generally for most business owners, it's um, to do with like looking at the books, doing their bookkeeping, maybe their invoicing, um, even providing their accountant information, all that kind of- The administration. The, the administration yeah. stuff that a lot of people don't like to do, and I'll be the first to admit it as well when it comes to doing taxes and so forth. It can be definitely a little bit dry, um, but if you leave it last, and you've, it's inevitably never gonna get done. Um, every, now and, every, every now and then it might be that one out of 10 chance that you will get to it and you will have that perfect day like I said before, but a lot of the time it doesn't and then it creates that snowball effect and then what we tend to see happen is the client will go, okay, well I wanna go for finance or I wanna go apply for that grant or um, I wanna do something. I need my taxes tomorrow or sometimes yesterday. It's yeah. like, Calum, can you do my taxes well? We've been waiting on that bookkeeping information. We need to get all those outstanding basses lodged, whatever it may be. It then creates that backlog and it puts undue pressure on clients as well as us. So that's where I think um, having that good routine and doing that hard stuff early, I like to say. And like you were saying before, it kind of mm. comes back to that kind of correlation with the fitness industry. If you do all the hard stuff earlier, then leave the easier stuff later, then it's a lot more mm. easy to adhere to. And then you can stay on top of um, all those kind of little pain in the ass things. Yeah. And you want to build it and, and, and make the habit, um, it's just continuous. It basically just Correct. happens automatically. They're yeah. the best type of habits. To, and, and when you do that, um, you'll find that if it is just doing the bookkeeping or checking your figures every week, you know, and by reflex that every Friday at one o'clock, you're going to be doing something. And, and that's yeah. what we want to build and that's what we want to instill into businesses. Now, um, you mentioned about the, you know, these tradies and so forth, and it's not only tradies, it's, it's every business owner. You know, yeah. only a, a small percent of percentage of business owners actually have the ability to go, okay, I'm stepping out of the business for now. I'm going to spend one hour before four o'clock and actually do the work. Yep. Um, the businesses that aren't like that, um, what's the first thing that they need to focus on? From an accounting point of view or a business point of view, what would you recommend? I I personally, what I do, yeah, anything to do with my personal life as well as work, is I do the hard stuff early. So look at the things that you find are difficult, whether it may be your bookkeeping, your invoicing, all those things I mentioned before. Do those first before you start your day. So let's go back to the example if you're a tradie, before you go to the job site, get on the tools, do maybe half an hour of your books. It might only be half an hour. If you're doing half an hour every day, it's probably, it could be too much doing 15 minutes, 20 minutes on what you don't want to do, generally, 
do that first. So then when you go to the job site, it's done and you get home and it's done. And that way you're staying on top of your records and yeah. can, can get it done. That's my, definitely one of my But are there any recommendations tip? you have to in build it into their regime, into their into their weekly tasks. Is there is this what do you do or what do clients do to, to say, well every nine o'clock I'm gonna do this and, and it fits in with my schedule? Um, I think just having a good day plan will help bring that in. I I personally like pen and paper, so I'll, before I start my day I write down all the things I need to get done. Prioritise the hard stuff first, then do the easy stuff last. Um, some people might prefer like a Google calendar, whatever it may be, but something that will I guess prompt you to go out and do the hard stuff first is yeah my, my tip on kind of I guess keeping yourself accountable to do yeah. that yeah and that's a, like for me um, running New Wave alongside other businesses as well that we have four groups in New Wave group at the moment and it's very difficult to to I guess move time around so time is a luxury that most businesses business owners don't have yep. so for me for example i will um i will book out my diary well in advance now every single person listening to this podcast and you're probably using your phone to do it you have a phone whether it's an iphone or samsung um you have one of these in your pocket with the ability to um, use the calendar so 100%. go in there, share it with your team, share it with your business partners, whoever else is there, and block out time. That's the easiest way to do it, and that's how you build habits. Now, how you use your time is then up to you, um, and, and making sure that you actually focus on that task is a different story, but that's 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 another way of doing it, basically. Yep. Um, awesome. So are there any other stories? Tell us about some, some success stories where you've seen a business that's absolutely getting hammered because and they're not going anywhere like they're the ones we want to hear but how did they change how long did it take them and, and so forth and and um, where are they now okay I've got a, a good client in mind for exactly that so um, here was a referral from another client of mine he inherited the business from his father um, his father was very old school he used to pay all of his bills with check didn't know what cloud-based accounting was probably never heard of zero or QuickBooks before um, use did all of these taxes and basses and so forth from bank statements so very old school um, he unfortunately became unwell and passed the business to his son so his son came in said Callum just inherited this business from my dad um, what do I do how do I how do I stay compliant with the ATO how do I stay compliant with ASIC and all the regulatory bodies um, what do I need to do essentially and I said okay yep, no problem um, we can help you out we can do your basses we can do your taxes we can handle all of that kind of pain in the ass stuff um, but first of all can you tell me um, some figures about your business what your revenue is um, what are you paying expenses how you keep track of your accounts receivable accounts payable and so forth and he said Callum I have no idea um, it's all on bank statements so um, I couldn't tell you right now and that to me was um, a bit of a uh, eye opener hundred percent on um, where some people can really fall behind because that has really thrown him in a, a bit of a tough situation so um, yeah it, this client he pretty much had no idea where the business was from a financial perspective um, and it's that's a it's a big um, indicator for us okay okay we need to get our ass into gear and help this guy out because it can be a um, you can go down a bad path if you don't know where your business is going essentially so uh, what we did was first of all got him onto zero, uh, then linked up all of his bank accounts and this client again he was only using one bank account so we then looked at okay how can we map his bank accounts better so we can actually mm. flow the funds through, accumulate points with credit cards, um, put money away for tax, PAYG, super and all that kind of stuff as we as we go along. So 
set him up with zero, set him up with some bank accounts, um, and then showed him some kind of uh, maps with due dates and so forth with the ATO. So when he has to pay his super, um, basses and so forth, as well as getting him set up on um, an accounting package with us to make sure that um, he was getting those done, those um, lodgements done on time and correctly as well. So from that, I think his business started off with a turnover of, it was in the one to two million dollar mark a year. And now he's, um, the last year he more than doubled that. He's in the four mil ter yeah, right. territory. Um, as well as the profitability going from, uh, it was pretty much breaking even before. And again, this just solely would have been because he didn't know where the business really stood because he didn't have that kind of clear um, financial records. Now he's making half a million to a million dollars a year quite easily. So um, yeah, that's a good success story to kind of yeah. show if you have your financial records up to date where you can, what you can do with it, so okay. to speak. So what, what were the actual habits that he had before that he had to actually change? So was it that he wasn't keeping his books up to date? Was it that... Um, well, he it's just a needed a, a push to make sure that yeah, it he was, was focusing on the business or it was probably a bit of a different one because he did obviously inherit the business so it may not have been necessarily his bad habits it was probably more, more building, less, um, building better habits building better habits 100% as well as building um, that knowledge around the kind of accounting compliance space as well so um, we worked together and said, okay, well, this is the time you need to be looking at to do your books um, each week, and these are the things you need to do, and I think- Yeah, good, let's talk about that. So that's yep. what I want to know, like, what those new habits that he's now in, that are now instilled with him. Yep. Because obviously, if he just kept running the business the way it was being run, which I assume was him on out there doing the work with his- On the uh, tools, yeah. On the tools, what did he have to- Remove. Where did he have to remove himself initially, and then what did he have to put himself into? So was it like did he have weekly meetings? Did he have to uh, set KPIs that he had to do and follow up on those KPIs? Was it a weekly, ongoing I don't know review of his figures that he does by himself? I think the first thing that really got him out of the rut was um, finding an accountant to actually put him in the right path. Now, obviously, don't want to toot our own horn, but um, we really said okay. What you need to do here is um, is get get the records up, get your records up to date, and take a step back from actually being on the tools, so to speak, and actually managing the business. So looking at those kind of compliance, um, those compliance requirements, and then asking questions where you're not familiar with. So um, things like whether to buy a car under the business and um, or whether to, I guess, let's say utilize Zero or another program, it was more or less, um, yeah, kind of building that relationship with an accountant um, to kind of help him get there. In terms of his day-to-day, -day, obviously I don't um, work closely enough with him to kind of see exactly what he did there, but the biggest changing point for him was, like I said before, getting off the tools, appointing someone um, to take over that kind of accounting role, which was which was us, as well as the bookkeeping role, to then make sure he is compliant, he is on the right software, getting everything done correct on the correct time. So going back to what I said before, doing the hard stuff early, um, whether it be your books and so forth, your business, some businesses may just be too big for that stuff to actually be done in-house or to be done by the owner themselves, and that's completely fine, but they need to make that decision to appoint someone to take that over for them. And then, like you said, maybe build in um, weekly meetings with that person who does that role or monthly meetings, whatever it may, I guess, um, take for the owner to be, um, I guess, overseeing it all, yep. making sure it's run, running smoothly, but just making those actions to get that stuff done. Because like I said before, when it gets neglected, because it's 
thrown in the too hard basket, that's where you can get into strife when you do want to go for financial, you do get those things um, approved or over the line um, where you got six months worth of information you have to get done within a day and it can be, um, yeah, it can be stressful. Okay, yep. Well, good outcome for that client. You know, doubling their revenue over a short period of time is is uh, a huge achievement. Um, but uh, it's definitely worth anyone out there. And 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 don't don't think you're the only person that's out there with with the, with these sort of issues. Um, it, it's it's most likely you know sixty percent or more of businesses don't have great habits. And, and that's why um, you know they can't grow and scale. Growth and scale again starts from these habits. So, um, what I want to talk about is habits around uh, habits around bookkeeping, right? Yeah. Um, this is something where people I feel as though don't put enough um, time into, and, and and it's so ad hoc. Well, they might do bookkeeping and look at their figures on a you know, quarterly basis, if that. How often do you think people should be doing their bookkeeping? Why should they be doing it that often? And how often should they be understanding what their profitability and cash flow is? I think at an absolute minimum, fortnightly. Um, If it was me running my own business, it would be probably daily, just because obviously I'm in the industry, I like to see the numbers. I I understand that's not everyone, but I think to make sure that you have a really good grip on your business fortnightly would be a bare minimum it's also more of a mental thing as well um, because put in perspective some people will do their books quarterly or six monthly which if you can stick to it fine but if I was to ask you Ruben what was that transaction on your bank statement six months ago that was XYZ Mm. proprietary limited you'd probably have no idea Mm. if I asked you a day afterwards you probably would because you'd be, okay, well, yesterday I was at this place, I spent this amount, that's what I've made before. So a lot of transactions on bank statements, like most business owners would know, nine times out of 10, I won't actually say what the business is for. It will just have what the company name is. So then to try and go back and go, okay, well, I'm gonna um, do my books and pretty much tell my accounting software where that transaction goes can be very, very difficult. And that just translates to a lot of the financial aspects as well, whether it's following up um, your debtors and those sorts of things. If you leave it very, long then it can be very hard to remember those little those little things as well and um, just trying to adhere to it as well if you're trying to do six months worth of bookkeeping you're going to probably more than likely put it off mm. because it's going to take you a whole day or maybe a whole weekend yep. as opposed to just 15 minutes or so each week yeah okay so if you are doing a weekly let's say let's say you do a fortnightly like the, the main purpose guys also over and above keeping your books up to date is understanding which way you, your business is heading You don't have to be an accountant. You don't have to be uh, a CFO to an an absolute financial whiz to understand whether your business is making money or not. I think that's what's important here is not enough business owners look at their figures, sit down on a fortnightly basis or on a weekly basis and say, this week or fortnight, we made $10,000. We lost $5,000. And then asking the question, why? You only need to monitor three to five KPIs in your business. If you're monitoring your revenue, your gross profit margins, you're monitoring your your profit margins, or even your wages, let's say. You know, four simple things that can tell you a whole story about your business very quickly. So that's why you build that habit in. Now, if it's not in, if it's not you um, that, that can do it, let's say you're just so busy, then build the habit within someone else in your team. Definitely. So that's that's something that we really want to push. 
Um, so th- I guess that's the bookkeeping side and also the financial uh, aspect. Now, how about just you know business, other business habits that you've seen? Are, are there anything that you think that um, other business owners need to know about um, over and above, let's say, tax and compliance? Um, I think one good rule of thumb would be ask more questions. Mm-hmm. So it's always harder for us as accountants to fix something retrospectively than prospectively. Um, a really, really good example of that is, like I say, buying a car. I have yep. a lot of clients that will just go out and they'll just buy cars. Nine times out of 10, they'll buy it in their own name because it's their own car, right? Mm-hmm. But if they do that, they can be potentially missing out on claiming it, claiming the GST back, claiming it under the instant asset write-off and a few other um, business concessions. So just make, making that quick phone call, or that quick email to your accountant saying, hey, where should I buy this? this vehicle or where should I purchase the house or whatever it may be um, to get that clarity and make sure you're making the right decision because like I said it's always easier to um, have that quick um, phone call have that quick email even though it might take just a couple minutes or whatever it may be as opposed to then having to go back and fix it and then usually cost money to do so Mm, Um, I have a bit of a story about that one I had a client who's um, he works out in the mines, I think his income was in the 200 to 250K circa individually. Um, his wife, um, his her income is essentially nothing. I think she gets a little bit from Centrelink, but she's a stay-at-home mother, so it's on the, the lower side. Um, they bought a house together, an investment property. Mm. They purchased it in joint names. So again, I don't think um, he would have got any financial advice. He wasn't a client of ours at the time, but f- from what's what has essentially happened is the income that that property's then generated has been split between the two of them. So he's got extra income on um, his relatively high salary already being taxed at close to the 45% mark. And then his spouse has income, which is getting taxed at essentially nothing because he's under the tax-free threshold. Mm. Now, if he asked that question, hey, Callum, where should I buy the house? And um, this is what I want to do with it. I want it to be an investment property. I want it to be positively geared, um, X, Y, Z. Where should I buy it? My recommendation probably would have been to buy it in his wife's name because her income was under that 20K tax-free threshold and all that income that would have been made from that property essentially could have been tax-free as opposed to half of it being taxed at 50%. So all it is is quick phone call, quick email to get that right advice and it could be saving you thousands down the line. Now, where I'm working with that client now to see whether it's actually worth moving it from the joint names to hers individually. To do so, he's gonna have to pay 50% stamp duty on that transfer. So it could be in the tens of thousands of dollars to do so. So like I said, quick phone call, quick email, whatever it may be. Yes, it can every now and then cost a bit of money in terms of the, I guess, the um, the advice around it, but more than likely you're gonna be saving thousands in tax, um, tax or even just actual financial benefits. Yeah, okay. So, so far we've gone through a few few aspects here. So the first habit is obviously, um, if you don't have any habits, start building them, build good ones, um, starting off with your accounting side, starting off with your financial side. The second habit is getting a good, good grasp on your figures uh, on a minimum fortnightly basis, understanding your, your revenue, your profit and loss, your cash flow. Now, um, this habit here that you're talking about just now, it's more so around making sure that you're not scared of not ask, uh, of asking questions because yeah. questions, um, it's a it's one of those ones where you can build a habit of just being scared to ask questions. So well, I think uh, in this sense, ask more, ask regularly. Hundred percent. Yeah. For all the clients that don't work with us at the moment, if you're working with an accountant who charges you on the hourly rate for emails and phone calls, get a new accountant because all yeah. that does is build bad habits. If you're working with an accountant that 
charges you that time, yes, they may be good, um, but if you're then afraid to ask those questions because you want to try and save the money and you go, oh, well, I'll try and Google it myself, I'll try and ask a friend to save the money, and then you make the wrong decision, it's going to cost you, like I said, money down the line. Mm. So if you're working with someone like that, even, maybe even just ask the question to see if they have any kind of fixed fee um, proposals or something like that where um, they can just build that in with their kind of a package with them so that way they aren't afraid to call, aren't afraid to email because they don't want to get slammed with, I guess, end of month statements and so forth from their accountant. Um, whatever it may be, as long as you can have that relationship with the accountant and they're acting sure. more as a board of advice as opposed to just doing your tax and so forth, um, it'll definitely help you out down the line. Okay, the last thing I want to chat about is um, building strong habits or what? Or let's talk about bad habits you've seen around tax savings. So do people save regularly? The ones that don't, what happens to them? Um, the ones that do yeah. save regularly, like does it put them in a better position? So tell us about that. 100%. Um, I definitely recommend, and th this kind of stems back to what we are talking about before with looking at your records on a regular basis. Um, when you're looking at your records, you should really be trying to look at how much tax you should be putting away. And when I say tax, I look, I'm talking about GST, um, PAYG for your staff, uh, as well as super. Um, if It's obviously quite, um, let's put it this way, it's not exactly straightforward, um, but there are some kind of easy ways that you can do it. Um, that's where you might want to speak to your accountant or Ruben or myself and say, hey, what's just a rough percentage? It doesn't have to be extremely accurate, but just um, some kind of percentage of your revenue to try and put away for tax each week. Um, that's definitely the, from what I've seen, clients that do do that are much more financially stable um, and they don't get any kind of nasty surprises when it comes to their taxes and so forth. So look, a good rule of thumb for anyone out there who just wants a quick tip, I'd say 30% of your revenue should be a decent amount to cover all of those, being your income tax, your GST, your PAYG. Um, super, probably not so much. So what I would recommend for super is um, just look at your, um, your payroll software for that period that you do your pays and whatever that super component is. So let's say you're paying $10,000 for the fortnight of wages, put $1,000 away for super. Yeah, um, good advice. Yep. Yeah, something, that's, something that, like that. That's nice something very simple. easy. Yeah, it's something nice and easy. And you, if you are doing payroll, um, like Callum mentioned, th these systems like Xero, uh, they tell you how much tax to save. They tell you how much how much super to save for your employees. So yep. as soon as you see it, put it away. Have a different savings account. Have one where it's harder to even touch. Some some bank accounts, you know, it takes a few days to actually get the, get it out of the account, but build that habit of putting it away straight after you have paid the wages. Yep. The best um, clients I work with, um, how they do it, is when they do their pays each pay period, their QuickBooks or Zero will actually tell them the PAYG amount as well as the super. So they have a specific account directly for mm -hmm. those amounts. They put that away each pay period. Now that's not gonna change at all so you, you unfortunately well not unfortunately you literally can't get it wrong which is good um, and then to tackle the the income tax and the GST 20% should be sufficient yeah and look if there's more or less at the end of the year then you've either saved more or you'll just have to top it up a little bit it's not an exact science if you need an exact science and go see your accountant every quarter or every month yeah. to get that figure but it's it's one of those ones that we're planning for the future and we're trying to de-risk 
as well as motivate and 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 really give clarity on on what money is yours and what isn't that's a big one a lot of people will dip into their businesses thinking that there's ten thousand dollars in there but yet seven thousand of that was actually for payg superannuation and tax and they spend it next thing you know at the end of the year bill big bill comes up and um they don't know what to do basically yep. so you got to control your cash flow and again that starts off from good habits these little things don't um, start immediately um you know habits need to be done over and over again i don't know how many times i can't remember how many times it was to build a habit but i think it's uh, i can't remember maybe it was like i don't even know number 17 or something like that um but um pretty sure they usually say um, two weeks 14 days something like that yeah but you know you just have to continuously do it so it's a it's a pain at the start but there's so much gain down there at the end of the road so we might end it there cal but thanks so much any final sort of tips that you want to give any business owners out, out there uh, no final tips. Um, I think the three that I mentioned today are my biggest recommendations. So do the hard stuff early, ask questions, work with an accountant that you can ask the questions with, um, and check your accounts on a regular basis. Awesome. Perfect. Perfect. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. Every single uh, podcast will have a different guest on there talking about different uh, business um, situations, tips, and how you can really grow and scale your business. So nothing we do here is um, planned. We just have a chat about business life and it's uncut because that's what business is. So um, please subscribe, share it with your friends and we'll catch you next time. Thanks guys. Thanks for having me.